0: Welcome to see you next Tuesday. I'm Jade Chung. This week, May 3rd to the 9th, 2021 is Mental Health Week in Canada. I had planned to do this episode since March. I think our mental health is super important. I think it's something that cannot be ignored. And I think it's part of our self care. I want you to remember to express your emotions, the good and the bad emotions, because it's very important for our mental health. Do not ignore them. Face them so that you can identify your feelings in order to regulate them. On today's very special episode, I'm going to be covering body image with Jessica Havoc. I think body image is everywhere around us, whether it be personal life, whether it be um, entertainment that you see on TV or movies, and especially in pro wrestling. Society should not be able to determine what the perfect body is. And I can't wait to talk about this with my very amazing guest. Please welcome Jessica Havoc. Hey, Jessica, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I want to thank you so much for coming on on this very special episode today. I want to first off tell everybody how of an amazing person you are. And I've already told you this in chats, but I people need to know, okay, because people need to know (laughs) who the good people are. And especially in this wrestling business, like you guys need to know how great of a person Jessica is okay so this is how great she is I met her years I want to say maybe oh my timing is so off but I want to say probably five years ago uh you did a show here in Toronto and we just we introduced ourselves we said hello and that was it but it wasn't until I think I want to say one or two years later like after that um I had met you again in Chicago and you know when I went up to you I said hi to you mm-hmm. and you introduced yourself to me and you know usually I'm just like yeah that's cool whatever like people don't it's it's hard to remember people yeah anyway um and especially me being in Chicago like it's not it's not somewhere people would be like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jade would be here, of course. We <laughs> we should remember that she's here." But anyway, later that night, you came back to me and you apologized and said, "I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was you." But the fact that you came back and said something meant so much to me oh. because it meant that you cared. It meant that you wanted that person to feel good and to know that, hey, I do know, like I do remember you. I'm, I'm so sorry, like it slipped. But just that alone, it shows just how kind you are and just how much of a good human being you are. Thank so you. again, I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. Thank you so much because that <laughs> little thing, that thing that you probably thought was just the tiniest thing, it <laughs> truly meant a lot to me.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you for saying that too. And like what you just said too, it is, um, it is something that maybe somebody wouldn't think twice about, but that just shows that like any little thing, like, you know, you don't know what kind of day that person can, could be having. And, yes, you know, it's like your interaction with that person could change everything.
0: Exactly.
1: And it, no matter how small you think it is or whatever. So, but that, that honestly, that blew my mind. Like when you told me and I was just like, oh my God, that's so like, I wouldn't even have thought of it like that. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, 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 meant a lot and I told Josh about it. Right. And, um, I think it wasn't until, Until like Josh really started talking to you because uh, like often, because now he was at impact that I thought, you know what? Like, I really, I really want her to know just how great of a person she is. (laughs) And I think telling also telling people that is really important, too, because same thing that you said, you don't know what other people are going through and just making sure that you let them know that one positive thing Um that did make an impact in my life. You right. know, I just, uh, you just had to know, you had to know. And, <laughs> you know, I hope it did make you feel good because
1: it did yeah. you being a
0: great person, you should, you deserve to feel good. Thank you. <laughs> That's so, so,
2: nice.
0: <laughs> so on today's episode, I really wanted to touch on body image um, in case you don't know, this week is actually Canada's Mental Health Awareness Week, and people have been tweeting, um, a whole bunch of Canadians have been tweeting, and I don't want to just, you know, limit it to Canadians. I think it's a very important important thing for everyday life. So for anybody, anyone who's listening from across the world, if you are, <laughs> um, <laughs> mental health is truly important. Yes. Um, I I want to bring up body image because I also have you know a, a slight issue with that, and I think with you, Jessica, talking about your issue as well, it's gonna hopefully help people just see all the different types of you know emotions and and feelings that one might you know might be going through, Absolutely. and it's it's all it's all different. When you're not feeling yourself, it's not just one emotion of just like being sad. It's a whole plethora of emotions. And it's something that we shouldn't ignore. And it's something that if you do see a, a certain trait into somebody, reach out to them, ask them. And um, I hope that this episode will help, you know, at least one person, but I hope it helps a whole ton of others to kind of just bring awareness reach out to those who are close to you and just, you know, and, and listen.
1: Right. I think it's important that people do understand that they don't have to feel ashamed for having uh, any issues with mental health, because there's a lot more people that do. um, And I feel like it's important for them to know that they're not alone.
0: Yes, absolutely that's that's like the number one thing is that anytime you're you're feeling anything i feel like a lot of people think oh i just i don't want to bother this person with it and it could be your best friend you know and you could think about it like ah oh, i don't want to bother my best friend about it because i've probably just mentioned it before and i would just feel like a, a broken record right like no talk this is like this is the process you know, you need to go through it, face those emotions, no matter how many times it faces you talk about it. Like you have to, you have to, um, validate your feelings and you have to know that this is something and you need to address it in order to help your own mental health.
2: Absolutely.
0: Now with body image for me, um, Okay. So in high school, I did start to do some modeling and the one point where I think I was about 13 or 14. Okay. So super young. Mm -hmm. There was a point where I thought, Oh my God, like, no, like this is my body. My agent told me, and this was about the time where you know, of course, I really wanted to become a wrestler. You know, it's just like a thing that you you wanted to be at that age if you were yeah. like a hardcore fan, right? Yep. And uh, she said, you know, you can't. You can only do either one. You can't do wrestling and modeling because of the whole bruises thing and everything. A couple of years down after that, um, she really made me do make a choice. And not only that. When I had to go in for my measurements, because they measure, you know, your chest, your waist, and your hips, Mm -hmm. she told me my hips were too big and they were like 36 inches. Like (sighs) it was not big. Okay. No. (laughs) And she's like, you got to lose two inches. Two inches. It was at that moment I said, that's ludicrous. No, I'm not doing this. And I was, done with modeling Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like that was it because I knew that even even back then I was I was thin right not like not like a uh unhealthy thin but it was a a thin that I I knew that if it if I got thinner it would get worse okay so I was at that point um and kind of thankful she 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 put that on me because it made me realize like, this is ridiculous. No, I am not. I'm not losing two inches off of my nothing body already just to make this person happy. Right. And uh,
1: and you were 14. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's why I feel like that's part of what's wrong. It's, can you imagine like, well, I mean, you lived through it, like had to it's crazy to me for someone to say that to a 14 year old, like first of all, give them an ultimatum about their future. When we absolutely know that modeling and wrestling can go hand in hand, obviously like, but it's like at the same time to to tell a kid that too, like that could impact someone very severely mentally.
0: Yes. Yep. (sighs) And their bodies aren't fully grown, you know what I mean. So right. it's just, <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah, terrible. It
1: is. My goodness. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt about that, but it just is.
0: No, no, no. it's. Uh, you know, it's. It's. Uh, honestly, there wasn't much more to say to it, but that I was happy that it, that happened. You know, right. it 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 woke me up, and I understand that. Sometimes, probably most of the time, it doesn't um, go that way for a lot of people, and And that's true. Yeah, Yeah.
1: like like it's it's um, impressive too that you were you had that much sense to to be like this isn't right for me. Like if this is like you you knew already that you didn't need to lose those two inches. Mm -hmm. You knew you know already that it was ridiculous for her to be mentioning that. And it's, I mean, and unfortunately a lot of, because kids are very impressionable, even young, young, like even early 20 year olds, like so impressionable still. And it's just scary to know that these are the types of things
0: that can be said. Mm -hmm. First of all, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I was very lucky that I Include in. Um, but also I can really thank wrestling for that because wrestling was something that I really loved and that was my passion Mm -hmm. or is my passion was my passion at the time. Yeah. And yeah, that helped. And I'm very thankful (laughs) now for you. Mm -hmm. Do you have any body issues? So, um,
1: I, when I was a teenager and stuff, I, I didn't have issues at all. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, uh, like you, like when I was younger, I was like, man, I want to be a wrestler. Like, you know, even like 10, 11, 12 years old, me and my brothers are like, you know, having backyard wrestling federations with the neighbor (laughs) kids. And, and I would always, I would always like try to be like stoic like china was and i would wait like till somebody turned their back and then do the whole low blow thing (laughs) like just we took it really seriously love it (laughs) yeah like it was but that's like we we had a whole neighborhood full of kids who loved wrestling and um i remember wrestling ever since um, I was young because my mom watched glow. She, her favorite wrestler was ultimate warrior. Like, so that stuff has always been around. And um, so like when I was in high school, uh, my, I want to say, Oh, it was about, yeah. My senior year had just started and I was a straight A student. Um, and I found out that there was actually a wrestling school about, Five minutes from my high school. And I like begged my mom, can I please start training, um, you know, to wrestle? Um, and she was just like, kind of like, oh gosh, like, you know, like, cause I always talked about wanting to wrestle (laughs) and her main thing was, well, you're still in school and, uh, you're a good student. So basically it was like, if you could keep your grades up, and also train mm-hmm. then, then yeah. Like if we can work it out, you know, whatever. um Cause we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Like, so, you know, in most wrestling schools, they'll, <laughs> we know how wrestling is. Yeah. They'll get, they'll get money out of you somehow. Oh, mm-hmm. you need to be on a payment plan. We can work that out. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was nice that they were able to, you know, work with us, but so I'm, I'm 17 years old at this point, just turned 17, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just turned 17. Um, and like, was one of the, like, I was always like a punky, like alternative girl in high school, mm-hmm. but I was friends with everybody. And like, was like, I didn't like, I didn't like the whole labels thing. So even though I dress like, you know, like all punk rock or whatever, I was friends with like and that's throwing a label on it too but um you know just just you know people know what the the stereotypes were yeah, so like yeah yeah you know but like um I I was like punk and then uh, you know I had my my goth friends my punk friends the stoner guys the skaters the I was friends with the football players the cheerleaders the majority of the cheerleaders mm-hmm. um and like just friends with everybody. And I spent most of my senior year in the art room anyway, because I'd gotten most of my credits and, you know, just like, it was like, and I was in advanced placement art. So it was like, there was no reason for me to leave that room. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so like, uh, I like, and and there were a lot of, a lot of boys in high school had a crush on me and stuff, but everybody was intimidated by, by me. I don't know why, but like, I've, I've heard that a lot. Like people would always be like, Oh, well, you know, so-and-so thinks that you're a little intimidating, whatever. And it's like, why I'm just me, I'm not trying to be a certain way, but I guess, I don't know. Like, I guess it's just the way I carry myself. And I, Mm -hmm. especially like learning how wrestling and stuff was. And then to, to where I am now, I'm glad that I carried myself that way because I found that more people, especially men in wrestling, I got more respect And they, they looked at me more as one of the guys rather than, Oh, I'm going to try to talk to this girl, you know, like, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so when I, I started training in high school and I was able to do the, keep my grades up and train. So, uh, my first week of training, I like my world was shattered when these guys are like, oh yeah, by the way, you need to lose weight. And I was devastated because, so to put it in perspective for you, like now, so. In Wait, my is this, has,
0: is, was this the the trainers? This was I said the, this, this,
1: this was the, it was the trainer. He never said anything to me, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like he had the guys say stuff, but he never ever said anything about uh, my, like my body weight to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, he himself was a really, really big guy. But when I first started training to wrestle, I was, okay, I'm 5'10, I was 160 pounds. I was thin. I was like, I'll have to send you pictures because like when I first started, like to know what I looked like when I first started and know everything that I know now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like I would I just It just sucked for them to like, they were going as far as like, we're way, like we're standing in line doing like bump drills and, and whoever is standing in front of me and behind me are literally poking at my thighs. Like, yeah, you need to lose this. Like literally, like literally making me feel like I was this like monster, this obese monster. And I, like I said, but even before I started wrestling, I never in my life had anyone say to me, Oh, you're fat or you're chubby or anything. So it was like, it was pretty devastating to me. And like, so I would start, like, I got like a, an old treadmill that was my, like at my grandpa's house. And like, I would do cardio and stuff. And like, I was, when I started training, I was training three to four days a week, depending, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like on the trainer schedule. And like, that was one thing, like we had consistent training, but like, um, they, the, I was the only girl, there were 39 of us Mm -hmm. and I was the only girl. And wow, I was getting like, I was getting body shamed. I was getting like verbally sexually harassed, like, and, and I was just like, and on top of that, at least once a week, I was, um, like I had my mouth busted open, like, because, oh because they, they wanted me to quit. Apparently I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that till years later when I was on a show that, that my trainer put together. Cause he was a promoter as well. And he ran many, many shows for a long time. Um, but he, uh, I remember he was talking to, gosh, I want to say, I can't remember who it was a vet though. Maybe it was like, I might. you know what, this is shitty for me to like, not remember, but I think he was talking Greg to Greg, the hammer Valentine. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know I was like near, but Mm -hmm. he was like, cause he always like kind of didn't make me feel like I did a very good job, but I h- hear him like basically telling him how, oh yeah, she's she's like my, you know, like my best student, you know she's I feel like out of everybody here she's gonna be the one that gets signed and like, um but like, you know, the first like few months of her training, like I told the guys to be extra hard on her because girls are drama and we were trying to get her to quit. So mm-hmm. it was like, so like all those like weeks and weeks and months and months. And cause I trained for over a year before I had my first match,
2: mm-hmm. but like,
1: uh, I just like thinking back on it. I'm like, so the, all the actual clumps of hair that was ripped from my head, Jeez. like the bloody lips and like the tears and soreness. And like, obviously you're going to be sore training to wrestle, but like,
0: but I they're getting harder.
1: They're yeah, like, it's like, more I,
0: than what's supposed to be.
1: And it's crazy because it, for me to say this too, it, because I, I realized much later that they were actually like, it was actually pretty, um, shitty. Like what yeah. they, you know, cause it was like almost, I hate throwing this word around, but like, I, I it's almost like fucking abuse. Like And I'm sorry. Can we cuss on this? I feel bad. Of
0: course, yeah. Okay, sorry.
1: I just thought of that. Like, oh no, no. But like, it's um, just—that's
0: absolutely abuse. Yeah, that's that's they were out to do something to you. That's yeah. and, And I
1: felt and I felt like stupid when I overheard it because it's like, okay, so I was just this idiot that was like, oh well, this is just what wrestling is. This is what you have to do, and it's it. I don't know. I guess it didn't need to be that bad, but I will say that because of the way I was trained and how hard they were on me in the beginning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like that has definitely toughened me up for mm-hmm. certain situations that maybe other people may not be able to handle, like yes. in wrestling especially.
2: Yes.
1: Um, you know, and it's like so that's kind of when my um Imit my body image of who I, when I looked in the mirror, I was starting to, for the first time ever, hate. I'm like, this isn't, you know? Because again, like, even when I'm at my most lean, mm-hmm. comparatively, and we should never compare ourselves. But just for, you know, the discussion' sake, it's hard not to compare yourself. And then like even when i'm I'm five ten, I, even at my most lean, like in the weight that i'm trying to get to right now is 215.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: I don't think that i could get back to down to 165 uh without looking sickly because mm-hmm. of how much my body has changed. Mm-hmm. I i um you know i've put on so much muscle since i first started and like just your body composition does change, you know. Yeah. So so it's I feel like for me, a healthy looking weight would be 210 to 215, but there would still be people who will still call me fat still, Mm -hmm. you know, because people are comparing. And even though I feel a different role in wrestling, you know um, because of my size um, it's people's, you know, still, they're just like, they're, they're And for the most part, there, there are a lot of people who recognize like, you know, everybody's body is different. Like I'm, I am a big person and I am a little overweight for my frame right now. That's something that I do constantly struggle with, but I'm a big person. My, my body is like, just like my height and just Mm -hmm. measurements and everything. Like everybody's body is different. Nobody, no, like it's, and it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. And when, when I first started training, like women's wrestling wasn't taken near as seriously as it is today. And my body type, even back then, even being as low a weight as I was, mm-hmm. um, I, my, I was not accepted. I, you know, and when I started training, uh, my trainer did say to me, well, uh, I hope, you know, that because of your size, you might have a hard time trying to make a career of this. So like, you might as well just, you know, basically just, Hey, it doesn't get much better than hometown. And I Mm -hmm. realized later that he's, and he did this to a handful of us and I was the only girl of the group, but like, there was probably four or five other guys. And he basically kind of tried to sabotage any thoughts that we would have had of leaving the small town and going to make it bigger because we were his most talented of his group. And he mm-hmm. wanted to keep his star, you know, mm-hmm. wrestlers there. Yeah. And I realized that much later and it's so selfish, but it's like, and I don't know how to, I didn't know how to take that because, mm-hmm. you know, it was too many years before I got to make it to shimmer because I like, you know, I had this reputation of supposedly no showing shows because I would take bookings early on in my career. And my trainer would say, Hey, uh, you're not ready to go out yet. I'll let, I'll notify them and let them know that you won't make it. And then I find out, you know, a year later when I finally, yeah. So stuff like that, but, but he told me, he said, you're not going to be able to make a career of this, but if you want to try, basically you can't be what you are. You're, you know, you need to start tanning and put your tits out there and like this and that, and this is what the women are supposed to look like in wrestling. And mm-hmm. I, as much as I hated that, I was like, well, if this is what I have to do, I guess, like I, I but I, it, it I, I struggled for the first probably three to four years of my career trying to figure out who I was. And it wasn't until like my fourth to fifth year in where I was like, you know what? Fuck it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I I know who I am. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: this is who I want to be. This is. And I took inspirations um, from uh, Mad Max and a video game series called Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. And I, I like for the character that I wanted to be, and this is a person that I've always wanted. Like, I've always had this, envisioned this character for me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do this. Like, this is my, yeah. my choice. Now I'm sick of trying to be cookie cutter. I can't do this. Like, yeah, you know, so I stopped tanning and I'm so glad because I look so much younger, even at 34 than a lot of my friends <laughs> that are my age because they tan a lot. And it's like not even girls in wrestling, but just like uh, you know, just in general, like it's not good for you. Like, yeah. but, but anyway, like I, um, I just, just put my own twist on these inspirations that I had and, and I knew who I wanted to be. And it was like, everything started to click and fall into place for me. And I, that's when I started getting more bookings places. And I was learning uh, that I need to reach out. I need to be vigilant about, Hey, I want to work here, here and here. And like, um, you know, I, one thing I will say that I'm proud of is I was able to build my own brand and get booked off of my own brand and Mm -hmm. be remembered by fans win or lose because of who I was because of the brand that I made for myself. And even with all of that, um, like I still like, always always there's always somebody in my comments
2: from Mm -hmm. the beginning
1: until now you're fat and ugly you you're you know like it's always something with with body image and i Mm -hmm. do i i do understand that while women's wrestling is thriving now um Mm -hmm. and there's so many platforms for women's wrestling and for so many women to show what they have um it's still a very cosmetic business, even though so many body types are accepted. Now it's kind of crazy the way, and there's definitely still people who body shame. Like when I first, the very first time I made it to impact, it was actually still TNA. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember I was 10 years, um, in already, already had been wrestling 10 years and, wow, and I finally got to TV and, you know, and they changed my look up a bit and all this stuff, but they still wanted to call me havoc. And I just remember reading my Twitter, like, you know, cause obviously I got more of a following being on TV. They were on spike TV at the time they had, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was, everybody could watch. And I just remember being devastated, just scrolling through my timeline because it's just people say, Oh, she's fat. She's slow. Who is this? Mm-hmm. I remember this one tweet this guy sent or said this girl is needs more training. She's very green and she's so boring and slow and she needs to lose weight. And I had already like dropped like 30 pounds and like thought that I was looking okay. And like, so it's just something that's constantly ever since I started wrestling Mm -hmm. and, and the, because I was being told all these things like, Oh, like even early on, you know, my early twenties, I'm doing crash diets that aren't working, that are only messing up my metabolism. And I'm trying every crash diet under the sun. I'm fasting. I'm, you know, like just trying everything I possibly can to lose weight. When in all actuality, I didn't, I didn't need to lose weight. I didn't like. I, I spent a lot of my younger years stressing so hard about the amount of weight that I didn't have to lose that I thought I had to because of everything that people were saying to me. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: that like, I kind of screwed my metabolism up and my weight can fluctuate so much, like in such a short amount of time. And I want to say probably within this, only within these last two years, two, three years, have I finally learned this, the way my body responds to certain things that, you know, like certain things that I eat and things Mm -hmm. like that. And like, so it, it's just, um, I feel that I do have a bit of body dysmorphia because of this. Mm. Um, and like the fasting and the things that I do, and then there's, there's sometimes even when I'm stressed, like I'll go, I'll only eat one meal a day because it'll be nine o'clock at night before I realize, oh my gosh, I haven't even eaten anything. And it's not even like I, and I don't eat unhealthy for the most part, but like it, it has affected me to the point where even when I do make huge progress in weight loss or whatever, yeah. you know, I don't see that when I look in the mirror, I'm still like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I still have this stomach. I, my legs are too big still. And, you know, and like, I just look too wide and, you know, I start to kind of like think, well, maybe these Jerks on the internet are right, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not even the case. And it's not healthy, it's not healthy for us to, um, because it's human nature for us to, like, okay, I post a progress picture, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. you'll have
1: a hundred positive comments, you know, whatever, 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 you're doing great, this and that, whatever. And then there's that one person that'll be like, still fat, mm-hmm. and it's like you ignore all of this positive support and you're just so you're dwelling on that one negative. And so it's like us as humans to, you know, think that way. And we really do need to change the way we think. And social media is such a big like thing in our lives right now, even Mm -hmm. for young, young children. Like I don't know anyone who has like a child that's, younger than like every, I see three-year-olds with iPads now watching YouTube. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's, it's because it's normal, but it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, with all the hate that could be spread around on the internet and all the toxicity, yeah, you know, especially that Twitter could be like, I, I just feel like, um, what I've done for myself is I, I, don't use Twitter hardly at all. I have one because it's for wrestling, mm-hmm. but I post and ghost. I don't even read. I don't, because I know now
2: mm-hmm. that if
1: I go and I start reading every response that I'm, it's going, if I see somebody say something negative about me, it's going to hurt me far more than I'd like to admit. Yeah. And And it's because I've always been that type of person where I get along with everyone and I'm, I love people. I love mm. to make people laugh. Um like I just I try to go out of my way to make sure that people are happy. And so it's extra difficult on me when someone doesn't like me for no reason.
2: And you know it's it, it's
0: always not to cut you off but it's always yeah. those who want to make others super happy that people tend to like not think that there's something wrong with them or not something wrong with them, but that they, that That they they may handle it. Yeah. Or that they may have issues of their own because they seem like so happy and like, um, you know, just strike up a conversation all the time. So they just think that you're, you're good.
1: Yeah. And I think too, I, I don't know, I guess. And it's, it's such a silly thing to say, but I just, I get so bent out of shape when someone doesn't like me. Cause I'm like, why? Like, cause I love people.
2: Mm-hmm. I love
1: everyone. Like I, I don't know. It just, and it just makes me sad because I do know that when people are saying these hateful things, you know, to us who they look at, they, they view us as, Oh, you know, they're larger than life. They're on TV. Right. Mm-hmm. So they don't. It doesn't matter what we say to them because mm-hmm. they don't have feelings. They mm-hmm. literally treat us as if we are not human beings with the same thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Here is here's another. And I'm sorry if I'm rambling on too much. No, you're but, not. Not at all. But like another example of just people, you know, body shaming and projecting and being hateful, and that's what it is. Is that there's something within themselves that they're not happy with. And for some reason going online and saying these things to people, I don't know if it makes them feel better or what, but
0: lashing out. Yeah. And it's like, so there was,
1: when I first started back with impact, um, about two years ago, there was this one guy who anytime impact posted about me on Instagram, he would be in the comments. She's so fat. She's so this, she's so that whatever. And I obviously see these things. I'm not going to respond like Mm -hmm. once in a while, if I'm feeling sassy and I have something witty, I'll, I will say something, but it's, I don't encourage that. Like, (laughs) but sometimes, you know, it's like, how come you could say whatever you want to me, but I can't say anything back. It's I don't think it's fair, you know, but, but so for the most part, I ignore it, but this guy, he would, like okay on impact wrestling posted a happy birthday post uh this past year
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he felt the need to comment uh she's gaining weight by the day you guys need to do something with your knockouts blah 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 and it's like just really shitty things to say mm-hmm. and it's like not needed and um uh probably about 3 months ago this guy direct messaged me on Instagram and I'm like okay I The same guy. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I know this name for some reason. So I'm going to look at it. Like, so I went there and it said, um, Hey, this is so, and so I just want to apologize for everything I've ever said to you. Negative, um, this and that, like, I realize how immature it is. Um, I recently lost someone due to suicide because they were being bullied online. And I just, I, I feel so bad and I'm so sorry. And like, I didn't, you know, I guess I didn't realize until this happened that my words could affect somebody, you know, so much that they can, you know, they, they actually ended their life or they could end their life. And Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that I thought that that was, I felt, first of all, I felt heartbroken that he had to go through that in order to realize, you know, but also just the fact that it even happened. And I told Mm -hmm. him that I said, I'm so sorry, you know, Uh, like, uh, because it did break my heart to hear that yet another person took their own life because Mm -hmm. of of the things that people say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I talked to him and I was like, I don't have any ill will towards you. And I appreciate you, you know, that it was nice of you to come forward and apologize. And I do appreciate it, but I, I am really sorry. Like, yeah. And, you know, and it meant a lot to him that I even responded and stuff like that. But I think in situations like that, it's important that we communicate and communication is key. Yes. and at the end of the day, people do need to understand and people could lash out on other people because of what they're going on or they're going through mentally. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're obviously not have, there's something that they're missing. There's a disconnect where they feel like they have to say these hurtful things to a complete stranger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people don't really See it until something tragic happens, and like I don't, I don't know if there's a way to fix that. Like, let's be real and let's let's think about this. Right, every day there's bullying online. Okay, bullying is whether you're swearing at this person, whether you're, um, you know, commenting on their looks. Whatever it is, it will make someone feel shitty, right? Yes. Just like you've been saying this entire time about this one person, right? Yeah. Well, not just yes. this person, but just how much of an impact that that puts on people. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I don't know what the cure is for that, where it doesn't have to end in a tragedy. Right. And like if you what, really think about it, what what could what could we do? We talk about it. We have the Bell Let's Talk, right? Right. We have the International Pink Day, where you wear pink and you know, you you stand up to to bullies, you talk about standing up to bullies, you talk about being kind, you have kindness days, stuff like that. But like how how do you get into it? How do you get through people's minds? And it's yeah, it's it's yeah. adults, okay? It's right. uh, and I'm sorry. I mean, I get like really passionate about this, um, only because you see it, and it's very sickening. And not only that, but like I see it in kids too, yes. and I see it in kids because their parents are the ones who are teaching them that, right? You're
1: a product of your environment uh, when you're so young. I
0: just, I, I, just I, I don't get it. I do not get what people get out of bullying. Right. It, it's, it's a very, like, that's another,
1: that's another really, really big issue with the world in general. Cause it, it happens everywhere. The bullying. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's another situation within itself. And I mean, I, and obviously this pandemic and stuff, it, gosh, like the things that that we're all living through right now is you would never think that in our lifetime that we would have been dealing with all of this. And like, I feel like, you know, this has just the pandemic and everything and just, the world, not knowing how to react to something so unprecedented. It's like, uh, I feel badly for the kids because Mm -hmm. they, they truly are like the statistics for mental health for children right now. It's so, it's so sky high because they're not Mm -hmm. able to live their normal lives. They need to socialize. They need to see friends. They need to seek, people, their age, they gotta be able to live normal lives. And I don't have children, but Mm -hmm. I love kids so much. Like, and, Mm -hmm. and like, I'm, I mean, on every wrestling show, like there would always be little boys running up thinking, Oh, you're so cool. You look like a superhero, you know, (laughs) just because I wear the mask and all this stuff. And like, so my character is always popular with kids too. And I just, I've always loved kids and, and, I, my brother just had, I have my first nephew. Um, Aww, but yeah. His name is Hayden. He's so cute. Aww. But like, like I just, when, when he told us that he like, Oh, Hey, me and my girlfriend are pregnant, we're, you know, we're going to have a baby. Like I was so excited, but mm-hmm. it wasn't till he, I got the message that he was born and it just hit me like, this is so cool. And it just, it, it scares me that the world that, these young ones are going to have to grow up in like, yep. because the mental health is so, it's such an, like, it's so common now because of just the things that we're living through. And yeah, I just feel bad.
0: Yeah. they It's uh, over here. It's pretty much illegal for kids to be kids. Like yes. everything we've been on stay at home order um, since mid April. We've got two more weeks left. That's only if they don't extend it. But the day where they announced it and they said like parks were closed, uh, it, terrible, terrible. The, the next morning, like Jet kept asking to go to the park. Wow. And I had, I, I had to tell him, I'm sorry, no, we can't. And he, he's, he's not even three yet. And he was whining
2: yeah. and
0: upset. Like, how can the government make make me tell my son that? Like, it was awful. Right. And yet they lifted it within 24 hours because they had so much backlash with that. And so many parents were like, we're just saying, I don't care. We're going. And people were posting we're posting it in like groups. So in like city groups or like mom groups, they're like, don't care, guys, if you're with me, that's great. But I'm going to the park. Anyone who wants to come and join go let your kids be free.
2: Right. Like no one, yeah,
0: no one was going to listen. And it's the same thing when uh, the premier said that the cops were going to stop every single person they see who weren't home. I think all, I'm not sure, but like the majority of all the police departments all tweeted out. No, we will not be doing this because that's against uh, what we do. Like, it, it would just, it would have been a shit show. Like it right. would have been really bad for everybody involved. And, and, so and that's understandable. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like that's important. Like, gosh, that it's,
0: that's insane to me to close down parks. And Ugh. you're outside. Yeah. Like I, and, and already all the parks that I go to, which I can for sure, Probably say for most, is that parents, they just want their kids to have fun, so they will abide by the rules and they will keep their distance. Do you right. know what I mean? I yes, I no problem doing that. I have my I have a mask in my pocket. I'm not gonna wear it outside. But if I if there was ever a parent who was nervous and asked me to you know put it on, I will either put it on, or I will just walk away.
2: You know, go right.
0: Right. some else. But also, I will kind of let them know, like, hey, if you're uncomfortable, maybe you should go over there. Sorry. Right. It's just, but I haven't encountered that. So, it's, you know, really not a thing. I'm just saying that that parents, people outside are um, at the park are really respectful because they just want their kids to be kids. Right. Exactly. (sighs) This
2: pandemic. I
1: know. What? Uh I don't know. We're... Okay. Sorry. Hi about Sammy. That. <laughs> she said hi. It's Jen. Jade. Yeah. Jeez. Sorry. Um, but anyway, he was just telling me he's getting ready to go work out. I wish Jess would do something sweet for me like he did for Josh. get get out of here
0: (laughs) go work out get out of here
1: (laughs) (laughs) go work out
0: funny story about sammy is that at um a toronto show that i met him at he said to me he's like oh did you uh are you the same jade that worked the the war shows in ohio i was like oh yeah like i was like stunned right yeah. Like, yeah, I used to watch you in the crowd when I was a kid. I was like, oh my God, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That's so funny. I laughed. I'm like, man, am I not old?
1: <laughs> You're not. You're not though, right? I, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not no. old.
0: <laughs> but I'm oh my just like gosh. that's oh my so God. just because I haven't heard that you know yeah. like you hear it a lot with like even I say it oh I used to watch when I was a kid blah, blah blah but like to hear that <laughs> about yourself right I, just, I laughed I laughed a lot that night <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um but going back okay so how would you respond to those who would say anything negative to you Are you like right now, are you okay? And now I know you say you're not on Twitter because of that. Are there people who are like that still like on your Instagram? I mean, yeah,
1: I, um, there are still people, I, I get a fairly decent amount of comments about my image, um, and my body weight and stuff like that. And I honestly, I usually just don't respond at all. Um, but if I do respond, I try to the rules that I have anytime. Cause I, I, I'm a person who doesn't really like confrontation at all.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
1: um, if I am going to have a conversation or a confrontation with someone, I have a few set rules for myself mm-hmm. when I'm talking to this person. I never want to, I, I refrain from any swearing. I do not call them any names outside of their own. Mm -hmm. And I try to be at a calm tone or try to appear at least neutral. Like if, if I'm responding via text or something, but like, Mm -hmm. I, I try just so for a few reasons, like, I feel like if you're screaming and yelling at someone, or if you're in all caps, cussing somebody out and you know, Mm -hmm. like it, it could look bad for you. And I think that with our public, um, it's all only audio, Sammy, you're ruining my answer. (laughs) Get out of here. This is, this is about mental health. Go work out, go on and get anyway. (laughs) So if I respond, I, I just, I think that with us being in the public eye and being viewed as public figures, And being like, especially being contracted at Impact Wrestling, I look at it as I'm representing this company, even when I'm not on TV or at a show,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, you know, my social media says Impact Wrestling Knockout, you know, it has all of my social media information is, you know, because I also like the only platforms I really use on social media is Instagram and Twitch Mm -hmm. Um, and anything I post from Instagram or Twitch goes straight to Twitter. Um, so I don't really, unless somebody needs me to retweet something or I'm told to go check out, you know, like, um, or retweet something on Twitter. I don't know. Just Mm -hmm. unless I'm told to go to the app, I'm not opening it. Yeah. (laughs) So if I do address it, I just try to politely inform them that, you know, Everybody's bodies are different. And if you, if you honestly don't like, you know, what you're looking at, you don't have to, you could block me. You could unfollow. Cause a lot of these people follow me too. Like I'll go to their profile. If I ever, you know, click on their profile and just see like, who is this? Um, it'll, it'll say follows you. And it's like, well, then if you feel this way, why are you following? Yeah. Like, you know, and I just, I just politely tell them, Hey, no one's, no one's keeping you here. Like you, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be here. Um, I I'm a big advocate for people loving who they are, even if it's not what the, what society, yes. What societies deems normal. But I also do believe that health is very important as well by no means do I, I, I don't promote obesity as something that like people should. Yes. You know what I, I, but okay. This could be a little controversial, but I, there's a ton of women that I see online or like, or public figures or people that I know that are obese, but they're still beautiful and mm-hmm. they could still be competent. And, you know, and like, I think it's amazing to see someone who doesn't fit like the typical beauty standard, you know, being confident and thriving, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's, that's healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, like I'm, I'm a big advocate for you. You should put your health first. And obviously we know obesity is not healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but with my body type being as tall as I am and just being a bigger person, um, I'm not, my body, my BMI is not going to match up with what the chart would say. Mm -hmm. Like if I got to a healthy weight, it would still, I'll, I'm still going to be over 200 pounds, even at a healthy weight, but my BMI would still tell me, oh, you're still morbidly obese, but it's just by, because they're going by this one thing that like that there's the thing with this chart is that it doesn't work for everybody because nobody's the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's and the way I am too is you know, like I'm right now I'm actually starting back up on my diet again, being more strict, and I'm already down five pounds, so I'm amazing
0: amazing happy about that yeah,
1: but like, um, I think it's really important to go based off of how you physically feel. Um, rather than what the number is on the scale. Like if like when I when I'm dropping weight and stuff, I'm paying less um, attention to the number and more on, okay, my knees are less painful. my you know, my joints don't hurt as bad. I'm moving better. I you know, I'm more comfortable in my own skin type of thing. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to go based off of how I physically and mentally feel. Um, after getting a good workout and and like staying on course for a diet and things like that, rather than obsessing about this certain number that I'm trying to reach.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think
1: I think that's something important too because, you know, they say that, you know, like uh, I don't know, like most of like when I was watching wrestling, most of the women were probably, you know, barely a hundred pounds, maybe hundred and ten pounds, and they're mm-hmm. you know you know, teeny tiny things. And it's like, yeah. you know, okay, well, everybody needs to be at this weight. Well, a girl who's five, four and 110 pounds, um, a, a girl who's five can't be healthily be 110 pounds. Like it, it doesn't mm-hmm. work like that because our right. bodies are different. Like,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. I'm sorry. I keep going off on these. Tangents. No, that's, that's
0: <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I was, I meant to ask you what year did you start training?
1: I started training in 2003.
0: Okay. So what I was thinking because of what your trainer had thought, you know, your body should look like, we got to look at the era that wrestling was in at the time. Exactly. And you look at their roster and it's all like cookie cutter, Barbie, big boobs, you know, a certain hair color um you got to look like that and it it sucks cuz right there that's that's society right yep. and with me cuz i'm i don't have big boobs at, at all <laughs> uh going into wrestling like i was self conscious about about showing um i'm not showing sorry that sounds really odd um just about <laughs> <laughs> just about just wearing um you know, just my 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 choice of clothes because right. I knew that people and people did say, "Oh, like she doesn't have b- big boobs," and those were the comments that I was getting, and it was just ridiculous. Uh, like people will find something. People right. will find something
2: exactly, you know?
0: and that is why that we can't. We got to try to not focus on or listen to what people say because again. People are just, you know, they might be fighting their own demons of some sort. And this is just their way, or maybe it's the way that they were brought up. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I see it. If I see a comment, like even I get defensive with like Josh, you know. Yeah. Like I, I'm not in the spotlight, but Josh is. So I'll if if there's anything negative to say. Um, I bite my tongue a lot and I'm a very vocal person because I believe that people just like, I believe that if you're being a good person, like I want you to know, okay, sure. But also if you're being a dickhead, like something where you seriously need to learn, you need to learn to be kind. Like I will have no problem schooling that person.
1: I love that. Okay, it's, just,
0: it's just uncalled for. I'm, I'm just sick. I'm sick of how ugly people can be, you know, yes. like, like behind the computer, behind their phone, whatever. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Because I, I'm on am right there with you. Yeah. On many occasions, y- you, you bring it up to their face and they back off. Oh, yeah. And, and then it's weird. And then it's something that clicks in for them. And they're like, oh, uh, you know, I didn't mean to and, and stuff like that. Right be again, like, why does it have to, (laughs) why does, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It. I I get really, really worked up about.
1: I'm, I'm right there with you. And a lot of times I have to bite my tongue too. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like people. Okay. So tragic, like they like tragic events will happen for people like a okay. So I don't know if you remember um hearing about this has not been that long ago, two years if that. I don't even know if it's been that long. Um, when uh that Joshi wrestler Hana Kamura, who was
2: yeah.
1: so young, yeah, and she ended her own life because mm-hmm. of a bully on social media. Mm-hmm. And I remember everyone talking about, we all had, need to be good to each other. We need to do this. This could really, you know, it takes this tragic event to bring so many people together, but, it, but it, I just feel like so many people, they just fall back into their bullshit ways. And then the stuff just started over again. Yeah. And I, I see more hate online than anything anymore. And that's why I don't, I don't like social media. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, Twitch. And I like Instagram because I can control what people are saying there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and, you know, and if I, if there's something that I don't want to look at, I don't have to, I could just, you know, hide it, mute it,
2: yeah, block,
1: yep. whatever. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but like what I was going to say earlier too, is that if you are unhappy, if you're, if you're a person who's getting, you know uh, you the first thing you do when you wake up is get on Instagram and you're mm-hmm. scrolling through and you're seeing things that are making you feel sad or jealous or um j- just like any any kind of a negative feeling that is going to make you uh feel upset or angry or sad for the rest of the day mm-hmm. it is important that you eliminate on your feed, whatever it is that is upsetting you. I, yes. I will go ahead and say this. When I first got let go from TNA, it was because the Dixie Carter didn't like, she didn't like who I was. She didn't get my character. She, I didn't look like her her words, um, why does she look like that? Why doesn't she look like one of my knockouts? Or all, all look, why doesn't she look like my knockouts? Wow. Well, I'm 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 here to destroy your knockouts, okay? But you don't get wrestling, so <laughs> it is what it is. But oh, where was I going with this? So when I was first in impact, you know, yeah, Dixie didn't like me. Um, and when I first lost my job, um there were a few acquaintances that I followed on Instagram who had gotten a job with TNA, like after I was let go. Mm-hmm. And even though I loved these people so much and like, were friendly with them and, and like just, you know, have no issues whatsoever them posting, um, you know, at tapings with X, Y, and Z and like posting the catering for the day at impact. Like I was starting and this is, and I'm not too proud to admit that it was my own feeling sorry for myself and being jealous because I wasn't there with them and and it wasn't, didn't seem fair to me. Mm
2: -hmm. And so
1: I would start to resent these people who I had no reason otherwise. And it was because they were at a place where I wanted to be and I felt that I was wrongfully uh, dismissed and, and I wanted to be there with them. So I, I had to mute people on social media so that like, and I don't know if that sounds bad, but I I just, these are things steps that I had to take for a little while until Mm -hmm. I got, until I got my confidence and my, um, who I was back mentally, I needed to get back into my mental state of a healthy mental state before I could look at these things again, because I was realizing that this was making me feel bad. And I was upset throughout the day and I was feeling, you know, just angry and constantly Mm -hmm. like, you know, this isn't fair. Why, why, why? And, you know, I I felt that just not having to look at those things for a little while until I got back to that healthy mindset. Mm -hmm. It did help me. And I, I, I don't know if that makes me sound bad.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't. It shows that you realize enough to take care of your own mental health and you knew what it took to make you happy or to, you know, not make you feel this crummy feeling. Right. So you did what you had to do, um, just in order to, how do I say it? Like, I want to say that in order to get, I don't want to call it like a hump, you know, I was going to say in order to get over this hump or was it, you know, that you needed that, that bit of a a closure on your own to end that TNA chapter of your life. Right you know and you those were the steps that you had to take in order to get over that and to to move on and continue and focus on your wrestling right
1: and that's that's honestly the best way to put it is just you know just getting through that little patch there you know until I was able to feel accept. Like again yeah and just like mm-hmm. be like okay like like you know, I'm feeling more like me and like now I can recognize that, you know, I, I can get back to this and it just, sometimes the road for everyone is a little different Mm -hmm. and I'm fully aware. I mean, any of us who've been in the wrestling business for any amount of time knows, I mean, you, you quickly learned that. Wrestling owes us nothing, and it's a very, very unforgiving business. Mm-hmm. So, and even through all of that, we still choose to stay. And, mm-hmm. um, so you know, you, I mean, we're the ones who pick these jobs, and but I just wish that people on the outside knew. Um, I I don't want every single person who bullies or um, or body shames or shaming of any kind i don't want every single one of them to have to go through something so horrible to understand that what they're doing can affect someone like mm-hmm. much much more deeply than they intend mm-hmm. because a lot of times they're just talking shit online they don't realize yeah.
0: you know how impactful that the, the words are
1: <laughs> and and we have to keep going through these Stupid, like situations where someone takes their own life, or Mm -hmm. you know, someone gets you know, just has to end up going to therapy or not, you know, just cutting everyone off and not dealing with anyone anymore. Like, people have to make drastic changes and feel like they have to like isolate themselves from the rest of the world just because people are treating them crappy and like, you know. And people say too, like, oh, well, you know, people don't learn until they actually go through it, and it's like, I guess we learn through experience, but uh, there really has to be another way because mm-hmm. it, there's just far too much of it going on, and yeah, you know, I don't know. I just worry. I just worry in general about the up and coming generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because social when when I first started wrestling, um. I didn't have a GPS on my phone. I freaking would print mm. the quest and print, yep. print it out on a paper and then, and then try to reverse go back. Like do, yeah. you
2: know? Oh yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, so like, I'm just like, these kids today don't know how good they have it. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And then like, okay, so, uh, 15 miles to this and then like looking at your odometer and like counting it out. Okay. So I should really like pay attention when it gets to this number. Oh yeah. They don't know how good it is.
1: Oh yeah. They have no idea.
0: Can I just point out how mentally strong you were to go through all that training to find out through your trainer, how he purposely had the other trainees i don't want to say like beat you up but like that's what they did Oh,
1: <laughs> <They laughs> like it was pretty it was it was so because my mom would she would once in a while sit in on practice and she eventually was like i can't do this because it's making me angry how rough they are with you and i'm like it's just wrestling but no like it was it yeah they beat me up but anyway i'm sorry i didn't, mean to, I didn't mean no know yeah,
0: like they okay, they they beat you up and they beat you up in front of your mom. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And you still stuck through. you still did it for females back then. It's definitely not what it is today. You yeah. know, there was zero respect for women back then. If you were a woman getting into the business, there was a lot of things that you'd have to uh, really impress people with. You know, yes. it was, it was just a lot harder. It was a lot harder. And for you to like stick through it and especially with training, because it can get to that point. Like I have heard where some of the people are a little, a little stiff, a little snug with the girls just because they want to see if they'll like, if they can man up and stuff like that. Right. Like it's, it's shitty. And you know what you powered through and amazing. I, Honestly, I don't know how. Oh, I don't know how you weren't mentally beat down from that. Thinking that's back how strong it. you are, Jess. Like <laughs> I cannot believe it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. It. I really don't take stuff like that into consideration because I don't know. Like it, I, I just. It's not till I talk about this stuff that it like it kind of puts everything into perspective for and i think feel like that's like that for anybody. Yeah. Like you and it goes back to the whole you really don't know like who can, who you can affect positively mm-hmm. or negatively because there was a time in my career because again wrestling is so like just unforgiving like i've wanted to quit probably a dozen times and be and I would constantly cry like to myself in my room or whatever and just like just beat myself up and be like what do I have to do like you know cuz I would see people who I knew were just jerks like getting further than me and quicker and like doing everything and and, and I'm just like I don't get it like but I can't bring myself to quote unquote, play the game. I can't, I'm not someone who politics for things and Mm -hmm. I can't be that person Mm -hmm. because I, I can't look at myself in the mirror. If I, I I just can't do it. So I would rather just be happy with who I'm looking at in the mirror and at the end of the day and know, because there've been times where I've cried about, you know, like, this is all for nothing. Like I had, I had my WWE opportunity taken away from me because trolls online, a little group of trolls, photoshopped a tweet to make me look at like somebody who I'm oh. not and stole a WWE contract from, from me. And I literally wanted to give up. And this is probably 15. I don't know, maybe uh, 13, 14 years in. I wanted to give up, and mm. like I just said, I what's the point? Like this is like basically almost fifteen years of my life all for nothing, and you know, and and but then I get these messages from people that are like, I just want to let you know that your weight loss journey has inspired me, and I was really close to, like there was one guy that uh, he emailed me. Out of the blue, and was like, I just want to let you know that I was inspired by your weight loss journey and who you are. And I have recently, you know, I'm, I just lost a hundred pounds and I, you know, and it's because of you. And like, oh, you know, if you wouldn't have, if you wouldn't, if I wouldn't have found you or been inspired by you, I could very well be dead. Like, and, and I've had the, um uh, pleasure of reading several messages like that for men and women and kids and like uh, and and it kind of puts things in a perspective like, okay, well, I guess this wasn't all for nothing because mm-hmm. if I've impacted even one person
0: yeah
1: i I think that's significant i yeah and and it's things that I need to remind myself when I'm starting to feel bad or. Like I'm owed something because I don't know. It's it's,
0: it's a, just it's, crazy. Yeah, I mean it's hard to think of it most times, but you know you can't always think of the negatives. Try to think of the positive out of something. And with you know you saying the the WWE thing didn't work out, so I'm sure your mindset was just like 15 years of wrestling just all down the drain. Like I I worked for this. And then that one email, just, you know, you forget that you see, you see the negative of wrestling, right? You see the negative, negative in people, the ugliness in people, but the ugliness of that is just so strong in society that we tend to forget of the quiet ones who Are watching who don't you know tweet out nasty stuff but they're watching they're watching and they're doing their own battles while you're inspiring them right right so we tend to forget about those people and it's hard like I'm so glad you said that and it's uh oh it's such a like feel good feel good story (laughs) yeah so and I'm sorry that happened to you with the the WWE thing that's that's awful for someone to ruin someone's career you know
1: yeah and i and i thought i thought that that it was something that i wouldn't be able to come back from it like even even though i had the proof that this isn't who i am and like i had proof of the people laughing about making the fake tweet and how it and and what's crazy is they're like young like probably between 17 to like 21 and they're like laughing about costing me uh literally that's a Mm life-changing opportunity and i personally believe with everything that i had been through and gone through up until now and even up until then I honestly believed that I deserved to be there, and I—I I really did put in the work. And I wasn't somebody who—I was never a person who slept around to to get to where I needed to to be. I mm-hmm. worked hard. I contacted companies. I did these long drives. I took the hot dog and the handshake, and uh, like just what it was really just scraping by, and. Yep. And then to have it all taken away from a fake, this is the, the stuff that I don't like about social media. I see where it could benefit, but there's a lot of ugly
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and, and social media is ruining a lot of people's lives. And, and a lot of, a lot of now, some people are pieces of shit and they do need to be called out. Mm -hmm. But what I don't like about social media now is your, it's like. You're guilty until you're proven innocent. And then Mm -hmm. even, even if you're proven innocent, your apology is not good enough. And that's Mm -hmm. the types of things that I don't like because that's not fair. Now, now we're just going off of somebody's word rather than proof or, you know, and things like that. And I just hate that I was painted as this person that I never in a million years have been or would be. Mm -hmm. And I, it really did affect me for a few years. And I feel bad for Sammy too, because he had, I mean, he stuck with me through it, but I mean, I wasn't happy and I hated myself. So he can't have been happy. And, you know, it, it, it it took a lot. And then when I finally got my wake up call and just Mm -hmm. was like, okay, you know what shit happens. It is what it is. These, these fucking jerks took this opportunity from you, but now you can pick yourself up, dust yourself off, stop feeling sorry for yourself and go keep doing what you're doing because the, the haters, they want you to quit. Yeah. But here's the thing. They're not happy. Once they get what they want. Oh, okay. That person's canceled. Who can we mess with next? That mm-hmm. they're never happy. This is what they thrive off of. And until they learn to mature and realize that, or until it happens to one of them, like they don't realize, it. they just don't realize the severity of the situation. And like I said, a person could be completely innocent and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I
0: said, mentally strong. Holy jeez. Like- <laughs> You and I don't know how I
1: really I really don't know how. I I can tell you that I have cried a lot. Mm-hmm. But but I, I it still doesn't change how I view people. Mm-hmm. Um because overall like I and I I don't go off of other people's words about people like if I I go based off of my experience with that person. Like mm-hmm. Um, if they're like, there's a few different girls in wrestling that a majority of girls do not like, and they're like, Oh, I don't like her because this, this, and this, and she does this. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. You feel that way, but she has only ever been respectful to me. So I'm not going to treat her. I'm not going to treat her badly because you're telling me to, because of what, Mm -hmm. you know, I just think that you should honestly, just everybody should be respectful of one another. And I, I don't believe in going on judging someone based off of so- what someone else is saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause then it just becomes like a hearsay thing. Right. And then it's right. The, the whole telephone game thing. And yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, totally it's funny it. because
1: people would always be like, that's so high school. And it's like, actually like, adulthood is worse than high school for some of you. Like this is worse than high school. I didn't even have to deal with this. Yes. (laughs) Like, I don't know.
0: (laughs) How did you, so how did you cope? Like, um, so let's, let's say with the WWE thing, did you have uh, a best friend that you talked to, or was it just Sammy that you talked to all the time? What Um, helped you get through that? So,
1: when all of that went down, uh, I mean, obviously like Sammy is my best friend and like, uh, but I felt bad because at the time that this stuff happened, he was at NXT. And so like, I didn't want to burden him with he's at NXT and you know, he's at work and then he comes home and then I'm on the couch crying because you know, whatever, mm-hmm. it, you know, because this shit happened. And like, so I, this is like, I mean, I don't mind talking about it. So I'll just say, I feel like that's when I developed a little bit of alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I feel like I was, um, the only way I could deal with getting through the day is if I didn't, I had to be drunk. Like I, I just, and it was like quite a few days during the week. It wasn't like all the time but it was enough and i've never been that person mm-hmm. but i just i eh, just anything to like make me forget about you know like just the shit that people were saying online yeah. one thing that i did have to do so that i could like uh cuz i always like got angry when i heard about people committing suicide because I always thought that's so selfish and like this and that, and you're taking yourself away from everyone who cares about you. Mm -hmm. But I didn't uh, like after, after going through certain things, I, I absolutely understand. I shouldn't say I understand. I could see where someone would want to take their own life. Mm -hmm. And that's scary to me that I reached such a depth that, I even thought that because I'm not that person. I would never be. Yeah. Um. I I just I I don't know. I I stronger than that. But I I was starting to see like man. I can really understand why someone would feel this way, and I. But I had to. I deleted all my social media apps off my phone Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: I just figured out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to. I don't even want to like, see what people are saying because I already know it's going to hurt me. And these things that are being said about me are so far from the truth. And it just sucks that no matter what someone in the world is going to think that I'm this person and Mm -hmm. it sucks because I'm not, and I don't know what I could do to prove otherwise, other than pick myself up and just keep going. And that's exactly what I've done. Um, And I will say being at impact and being surrounded by the roster that we have um, has helped. And I'm, I could not be happier with where my career is right now. I love, I love working at impact wrestling. I'm so grateful that they gave me another opportunity and are letting me be who I am. And I get to be on TV every week, even during a crazy time like this. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've definitely like, I've been through a lot of shit, which we all have, but I can at least recognize the things that I definitely like, I'm grateful for like Mm -hmm. a job. My bills are paid. I get to be that escape weekly on TV for, for other people who can't deal with who might've had a bad day at work, who can't deal with the news and like, we are their escape. And Mm -hmm. that, that I feel like makes me feel good about what we're doing. And I, like, I, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier to be at impact. So I guess everything happens for a reason, but like, I mean, it sucks that when things do happen, but I really, really feel like these things are thrown at us because we just have to prove that we can handle it and get through it and then we come out stronger on the other end.
0: Absolutely. Like I'm amazed. I I'm I'm amazed by you oh, like thank you. Amazing stories. You're such a strong woman. Thank you to go through all these things and to come out pretty much a superhero you know you <laughs> like legit you're your own superhero i mean just to come out and and realize all that you're fighting to live your life yes <laughs> and you're doing it the way that you want and that's the best right yes <laughs> um okay i want to take a little break let's play some games okay uh, this one is called this or that. I'm going to name two things and you choose this or that. Book smart or street smart? I think street smart. Yeah, I'd choose the same. <laughs> um, watching movies or listening to music? Ooh, I think
1: listening to music. Yeah. I also love movies, but listening (laughs) to music.
0: (laughs) Who's your favorite? Like, is it a band or just artists?
1: My favorite band is AFI. Yes, And that's actually where I got Havoc from because the lead singer is Davey Havoc.
2: And um,
1: I've actually been calling myself Jessica Havoc since the ninth grade because... Oh my gosh,
0: really? Yes. (laughs) So
1: I'm such a nerd, but oh well. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. That's so sweet. (laughs) And I actually got to meet Davey Havoc on my 31st birthday. Sammy set it up and it was awesome. Yes, it was great. So I got to meet my freaking idol.
0: See there, you just put Sammy over. So there, he can shut up for the
1: night. (laughs) That's right. He can shut his mouth. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay the third one sleep on the left or right side of the bed i sleep on the right side see with me there's like this thing right there's um what is it called it's a uh, like yin and yang thing for me yes and i think from what i read is that the female should always be on the right side of the bed huh could just that's be you. Me. I could be crazy, but
1: like, well, hey, it checks out with me, so <laughs> we can just be
0: crazy together, I guess. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay, would you rather a zombie outbreak or an alien invasion?
1: Hmm. I think I would rather a zombie outbreak so I could bust out all my dope weapons that I have (laughs) around my house.
0: I was going to say you'd be, you'd be set for either or.
1: (laughs) Yes. But I think the more realistic thing is an alien invasion, (laughs) but I, I, out of the two, I would say with my, my personal interests in history, I would say definitely a zombie outbreak. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And what, what gaming systems do you have? I
1: have a PlayStation 5 and a PC, like a gaming PC.
0: Okay. So would you rather your PS5 or your PC? PS5. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No question.
0: (laughs) What do you play on your computer?
1: Um, so there, I have a few of the same games on the computer as I do the PS five, but on PC, there's a zombie game called state of decay that you can only play on PC or Xbox. And I refuse to have an Xbox in my house. Oh. <laughs> so I've been team PlayStation for ever since I was a kid. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and plus PlayStation has a lot better, uh, exclusives than the Xbox does as far as mm-hmm. games go. So,
0: and then, so you, you game on Twitch, right? Yes. Yes. Are you mainly on the PS5 for that?
1: Yeah. Mainly, um, I always tell people primarily on my PS5, but I do have a few like days during the month where it's like, we're focusing on PC games and stuff. Mm. Um, The game that I've been playing lately is called Fallout 76 and it's Mm -hmm. a post-apocalyptic type game. Uh, No zombies, but lots of radiation and mutated humans and all this other stuff. So, uh, but like, it's, um, it's an, it's the first fallout game of the series that is online and multiplayer so you could play with other people
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um it's just a really cool concept but i i i've been playing that on pc and ps five mm-hmm. um just because i have uh with my twitch channel i have a like my within my community i only have so many people that are on ps5 and then it seems like a lot more people are on pc so when i do play with people i have to oh. figure out like okay who who am i Who who am I gonna play with today? My PlayStation people or my PC?
0: Really? So it's like a so PC is is like a popular thing now. Oh yeah, like there's a comeback.
1: Yeah, uh, like I can't believe how many people give me shit for not playing my PC more. Like and and, people like it's yeah, it's the cool thing to have like uh you build your own gaming PC and like you know um like basically everybody talks about, gosh, I can't remember what it is, but they, when they get on their talk, their PC talks in my chat, like for Mm. Twitch, I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. (laughs) I just know that I have a really nice, uh, gaming PC (laughs) and I play games on it sometimes
0: (laughs) and it's great. (laughs) That's wild. I did. I, I didn't realize how popular the pc gaming was like again yeah i
1: don't know when it made its comeback but now i am like made to feel stupid if i'm not using it like (laughs) whatever ps5 is where it's at
0: (laughs) and you say the game your current game right now is fallout
1: yeah fallout 76 and then um here in a few days resident evil 8 Mm. is coming out and it's going to be dope and I'm going to cosplay as the main villain woman while I play it. So I'm excited.
0: Oh my goodness. Hey, eh? <laughs> that's yes. awesome. Um, I want to move on to another game. This one's my favorite because Mm -hmm. it tells me what era that my guest likes of wrestling, okay? Okay. It's called Rapid Fire. I'm going to name off a simple move, and you're just going to name the first wrestler that pops in your head.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'll do my best.
0: (laughs) Okay, the first move is Dropkick.
1: Oh, shit like 80 people just popped in
0: my head. <laughs> Who's got the prettiest one in your opinion?
1: Oh my god, this is so difficult for me to answer. <laughs> because there when I was younger, there was someone who threw the best drop kicks and I can't think of who it is right now. Damn it. <laughs> let me uh let me see because I seriously do need to think of there was somebody that I remember and I could have been when I first started wrestling. Oh my God. It's funny because Randy Orton pops up and he mm-hmm. actually, he actually did have a good drop kick, but that's, yeah. can't, that can't be who I'm thinking about. I don't know why. Was it Dolph Ziggler? It is Dolph Ziggler because I remembered being amazed that he could literally just from a standing position, drop kick someone directly in their face without even <laughs> having to go on the run or anything. So no, I think that's, that's, that's who I that's who I was thinking of.
0: OK, perfect. Perfect. Dolph <laughs> <laughs> OK, super kick.
1: Shawn Michaels.
0: Mm-hmm. Choke slam.
1: Undertaker.
0: DDT.
2: Jake the Snake.
0: <laughs> German suplex. I have to think for a second on this one. <laughs>
1: Why can't I think? I feel like Kurt Angle through uh, every amazing suplex. So I think for German suplex, I'm going to say Kurt Angle. Beautiful.
0: Moonsault. Lita. Yeah. And yes. Powerbomb. Powerbomb.
1: I think of The Undertaker again.
0: <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Yeah. But so there's got to be better ones. Who's your favorite wrestler? growing up
1: well my favorite wrestler growing up was um like as far as the guys like i loved stone cold i thought he was the coolest
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but like as far as the women i loved jazz um luna Vashon, ivory mm-hmm. molly holly
0: yeah yeah so how was it like being able to work with jazz then
1: so funny story that was she was okay so luna ivory and jazz is who i watched the most mm-hmm. and when i was about two and a half years in i got to wrestle luna Vashon, and oh God. it was the scariest most probably horrible experience i've ever had because she beat the shit out of me oh no <laughs> yes like it was bad but like I feel grateful for the experience because I was like, dude, if I can handle that ass kicking, I can handle anything in wrestling. Damn. And then two years later, I got to wrestle Ivory at the Canton Civic Center in Canton, Ohio. And uh, I remember my trainer said, uh, told her you're going up, whatever. And she's like, hell no, I'm putting her over because I'm on my way out of here. Like this was during the time of hurricane Katrina and stuff. And the reason I remember that is because all of her proceeds from her merch, from our booking, she was flying straight to new Orleans to donate money and help with animal shelter stuff. Aww. So so that I remember that vividly. So I always told Jazz, and I met Jazz years ago, and I joked that she was my wrestling mommy. Yeah. Um, but like I told her, I used to tell her. Uh, you're not allowed to retire until you and I wrestle because you'll complete my trifecta of my oh idols. Oh my god! And she'd be like, "Girl, no, you're gonna kill me." You know, whatever, blah blah blah. And then so I heard that she'd retired, and I was really bummed out about it. And then so when she just did this last run at Impact, yeah, the the fact that I got to be in the ring with her, mm-hmm. uh, I was like. It was the best thing ever. I will wow. say that once, once I got to the back, I definitely cried a little bit. Just oh little my bit, goodness! But it was awesome.
0: I have a big was, smile. That's oh, a, that's so <laughs> cool. You. It was it was great. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. I love that story. Thank oh my you. goodness! <laughs> I just I want to touch on one last thing sure. for mental health were or are there any other issues that you dealt with or are currently dealing with
1: um i i definitely deal with a bit of depression and that's something that like even if i'm having good days like we all know that you can't really control depression it just kind of pops up mm. um and you know and uh i just try to do my best like to vocalize to Sammy, like when I am feeling depressed and, you know, and stuff like that. Cause again, like we were saying earlier, like communication is so important. Um, I, I deal with anxiety as well. Mm. And I don't know where, I don't know where it developed, uh, or when, but I realized probably a, about two years before even the pandemic. So what like, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I would start getting, um, anxiety, uh, when we would get closer to the venue for wrestling and, and I would have to go through this. Like once I got to the building, I would have to like try to sneak past everybody and not say hi to anybody and try to like calm myself down in the locker room before, just because like, I would feel too overwhelmed and I don't, really know when that started or why, but, um, but it was like, uh, and I don't know what they call that, like some type of social anxiety maybe or something, but overall I'm a very social person. So it was definitely a weird thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if it has to do with, with having to see fans or what, because I don't quite get that type of anxiety with closed set, uh, impact tapings. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't feel as overwhelmed right now, so yeah. I don't know if if that's if that was it or what. But I just I when I would first get to the building, I wouldn't be able to like talk to peers or anybody. Like I would do my best to try to like stay small and sneak past everybody and try to get in a proper headspace because I didn't want to come off rude or weird or whatever. So right, um yeah. So it's like definitely depression and definitely anxiety. And, um, I, of course we touched on the body dysmorphia and mm-hmm. just, just like, and I do still struggle a bit with my eating habits, like, cause eating, uh, eating disorders come in all different types of ways. Like it's not just starving yourself or binging and purging. It's, it's also, I mean, definitely. I think, uh, a lot of it is like uh, an emotional thing for me. Cause when two, when we were kids, my mom, she was pretty much a single mother, even though my parents were married till I was 13. My dad wasn't really in the picture a whole lot. Mm. So, uh, she worked full time and she took care of me and my two brothers. And so I'm sure she was overwhelmed. And anytime we were upset, um, I mean, she would be like, Oh, here I'll get you a happy meal or, you know, here's a lunchable whatever. So I feel like I looked I, or I look to food sometimes, Mm. uh, for that comfort. If I'm feeling sad or depressed, I like, it's like, Oh, well I, I, I feel depressed today. So it's okay if I eat three slices of pizza and it's like, that's not a healthy, uh, um, mindset to have. I think that, and and for the most part, I've been able to control that, um, especially the last few years for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that a lot of, and I see this a lot in, in young ladies too, but like everybody can go through this, but just like you have to, you have to develop a good relationship with food.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: very, very important. And like I don't know. Like it's, I, I, that, those are just some of the things. A lot of my stuff has basically been with like body image and, and just depression and, and things like that. So. Yeah.
0: So how would you, um, you were saying you would get anxiety right before showing up to the venue. How did you bring yourself down from that um, in order to go through the curtain and, and perform, Did you still have a bit of anxiety while you were out there wrestling? Um, So
1: what I would do, like when I first got to the building, if I would be able to successfully evade everybody, Mm -hmm. I'd get to the locker room and then go put my bag where it needed. And then I always had my headphones and stuff. So I would go to the bathroom and then just kind of like take some deep breaths and just look in the mirror and listen to AFI (laughs) or just listen to music and just kind of calm down and then be like, okay, you know what? You're good. Like you've been doing this forever. And um, like once I would start to unwind that way, then I'd be ready to be like, okay, I'm going to go say hi to people now and try not to be a fucking weirdo and like be all awkward. Mm -hmm. And then like, and then by the time the show started, I would be over it. And I would always get that, that nervous, super nervous anxiety right before my music hits. But as soon as I'm out the curtain, it's like all of that's just gone anyway. And it's like, I'm no longer Jessica. Now I'm havoc. Mm
2: -hmm. And,
1: and now it's adrenaline's taking over and it's like a completely different person. So I, uh, usually honestly just music and I guess somewhat meditating kind of helps a little bit. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's. You know, I I want listeners to know that everyone's coping mechanisms are different. So it's basically like whatever. Would you say it's just whatever gives you comfort?
1: Yeah. Um, and everybody's different too. So. Mm-hmm you know, I, my, my thing is like just, uh, getting to the core of trying to, when you start to feel the anxiety or the depression, I've learned to try to be like, okay, in this moment, what triggered this Mm -hmm. and try to like, just kind of pay more attention to Mm -hmm. what, when, when you switch from being okay to not, and then, and then figure out, what you need to do to make sure or minimize that happening again. Like obviously you're not going to be able to eliminate that and depression at the end of the day is depression. And you know, so I don't know. And I'm sorry if I'm talking in circles.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. Don't be sorry. I want to um, bring it back to body dysmorphia because I feel like there's not enough awareness around it. Can you explain to us what body dysmorphia is?
1: So what body dysmorphia is to me is, and like, this is at least what I've experienced is, um, like I, like I said earlier, I went from, um, not thinking that there was anything wrong with the way I looked to all of a sudden being told I was overweight and needed to change every every bit of who I am in order to be accepted in this world. So, um, what it is to me is like, even when I make huge progress, um, like when I first dropped my first 50 pounds, even though my clothes were fitting differently,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and like, I felt more comfortable in in my clothes and like, just more comfortable, even sitting on the couch or laying down to go to sleep or working out or walking up and downstairs, like everything felt good. But when I looked at myself in the mirror, instead of appreciating the progress that I'd made, Mm -hmm. I was looking at, well, my stomach is still like, I still have this pouch and I, my legs are still too wide. And and like I have cellulite back here still, and you know now I have this mm-hmm. stretch mark, and it's like, it, it, you, you, um, no matter what the progress you're making, and no matter how healthy you you're feeling, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not being able to see because of the things that people have said to to me in the past, yeah. you know, just being, you know, just saying that I'm fat or ugly Mm -hmm. or, and I've even, I've even been called manly before and whatever, just because of my height and stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, but it's like, um, like even, even if the scale says, Hey, you weigh 53 pounds less and everything, you know, is fitting better and whatever. It's like, you can't see past like, these imperfections that are in your eyes, because if, if I noticed, I would notice even when I lost all that weight, like I would be like, uh, I had like, this looks bad whatever. And, and people would be like, you are insane. You look great. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't even see that. Like, that doesn't even look bad. Like where what are you talking about? Cellulite? Like, and it's like, what are you talking about? It's I it's right here. I see it, but it's like, we, we still only want to see the our imperfections and we're not appreciating the good mm-hmm. that we've we've done for ourselves. And that to me is kind of body morphia for me. Yeah. Um, and I've talked to plenty of women and men in this business who are my peers who mm-hmm. suffer from body dysmorphia as well. Like Candace Lorray has always been a super tiny, in shape girl, and she has it. And mm-hmm. it blows my mind because it's like you're just this tiny little thing. And it's like, you're, you're grabbing at your stomach saying that you feel fat when you have abs, like, and that's the type of stuff that breaks my heart. And and it's like, and it's because of things that people have said to her and like, you know, and like one of my friends in wrestling is Eddie Kingston and me and Eddie Kingston had a conversation at a AAW show one time, like in the back about like, he suffers from it too. Like it affects all of us like mm-hmm. yep anybody who's in entertainment and under the public eye
0: uh, and I could I could say this because um he has he has said this in public before but Josh goes through the same thing too it's, it's so not all crazy. the time but you know like he looks amazing he looked amazing before to me yeah. um and even so like he says oh you know you know, do I look okay? Like, did I lose it here? Cause I, I really don't don't feel it. I don't, I don't see it.
2: Yeah, see. And
0: <sighs> and I need to stop this reaction because, but it just it blows my mind each time. And I don't want to say that I keep forgetting that he is body dysmorphia, but it just blows my mind. And it's just like how you were explaining about Candace, that we see like what you worked on and how far you've come but for you guys, you guys see like what you had before and those big hurdle and big struggle that you had on certain parts of your bodies. I think that's something that you'll always see. Is that correct? Or am I just, um,
1: no, no, that I think you, you hit the nail right on the head there. And it's funny that you, well, not funny, but, um, and i mean, or speaking, Sammy is the same way. Um, as, like as Josh would be about, like, cause Sammy's been doing great too. And like, you know, he's getting back in shape that he's happy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Sammy used to be 350 pounds when he was really young. So I feel like because he used to be bigger, um, he, he, ha- even though he's made such amazing progress and like has overcome so much that a normal person wouldn't be able to. Um, I feel I, I, it's just crazy to me that he doesn't see how successful he's become. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I would go as far as to say when he says, do I look okay? Or I feel like that's like, like I, I get my first reaction is I get pissed off at him. Like, what are you talking about? And mm-hmm. and that's actually, yeah. that's not a proper response. And, yeah. and that's something that I myself need to work on. Because sometimes we just, as human beings need reassurance. Yeah. But but and it's that's, like, how
0: exact, that's how exactly how I, uh, I, I react at times too. And that's what yeah. I was saying. Like I need to, to, to really.
2: Yeah. Like, I wonder if think it was about like, it.
1: because, because if that's the case, I know exactly where you're coming from, but at least we could recognize that maybe that's not the best way to go, but, yeah. but it's like, we just want them to see, like, you're killing it. Are you kidding? Yeah, like, how, exactly. how can you not see this? Yep. Yep. So I just killed it. Sammy just killed it, he said. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's a uh... okay, Sammy. Stop <laughs> now, now. He's just cutting up. No, but um I would definitely the I mean the way you described it, it it's it makes perfect sense. But yeah, like and and who knows, like I feel like a lot of well, I know that I didn't like I said before, I didn't have any of my issues with my body until I started wrestling. So I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, just that it, because yeah, at the end of the day, even though wrestling is much more accepting of many different people of shapes and sizes, like mm-hmm. it, it is still a cosmetic business and yeah, you, like to an extent, and you still do. I mean, if you're going to be like the way I look at it is yes, I'm a bigger person and no, I'm not in the best shape that I'd like to be right now, but I am working on that. And I do believe mm-hmm. that I'll get there. Mm -hmm. Um, but like right now, like, I'm just like, you know what it is, what it is. You are who you are. And my my goal for me as a bigger girl in wrestling is, uh, to just show them why I am, you know, like who I am in the ring and, and actually at a, at a impact, um, show like a smaller, like house show thing we did, Josh and Ethan were in the back. I wrestled Jordan and I came the back. And then I asked them how the match was. And Josh was like, I remember him making a comment. Like you move so fast for your size. Like, you know, you're, you're so athletic for your size. And I love to hear that because I already know that people are going to address my size as it is. I know it is, it is obvious. Um, That I am much bigger than a lot of the girls that I wrestle, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of nice to be acknowledged as one of the bigger girls who, but Hey, she can move. Like she's an athlete. She can, Mm -hmm. she can do this all the same shit and still look like a badass. and like, you know, and, you know, and even though I'm booked as this monster, like I still have to, I still have to look presentable and, you know, we still have to be, have hair and makeup and stuff for TV and stuff like that. So it's just one of those things for me. It's like, even if I'm not happy with where I am right now, Mm -hmm. the thing is, it's like, okay, well, I'm not where I want to be and I'll get there. So for now, what I have, what I am, I'm going to make this shit work. Yeah. So that's, that's what I try to do.
0: Well, you are succeeding, my friend, and you're freaking killing it. So Thank whatever you. you're doing, you continue it. I just, I, I love your attitude. I love your kindness of all. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, I hope that, uh, I don't know, I hope maybe talking about everything tonight helped you in any way to just... Yeah. You know, just to like say it out loud and to I don't know, it sounds stupid, but like maybe saying it to me, a person that you don't really converse with, but to get that opinion from someone else you know what yeah, i mean Like someone absolutely. else that isn't like your your bff or someone that you're so close yeah. to that you talk to all the time right um just know that i think you're an amazing person i will say that all freaking day <laughs> thank um you. i think you are so mentally strong i still can't believe all the stuff that you went through and you're still standing and yes. you're standing <laughs> fucking high and tall so thank you amazing I I appreciate it. And
1: I, uh, for what it's worth, like sitting here and having this conversation with you, it honestly has helped me. I do feel really good when you asked me to do your podcast, I was so excited because I already adore you as a person. (laughs) And so I, and I just felt like it was just going to be really good. And I do think this went well. I feel like us talking about this very realistically, like, I feel like I feel good knowing that this conversation is potentially going to help at least
0: one person yes I really feel that me too it's uh, we we touched like on so many things that I believe not too many people talk about or even myself like I don't hear a lot of you know people talking about like body image and I was telling you before about body dysmorphia not a lot of people talk about that, and I think that was very important to, yes. to really bring up depression as well and anxiety as well. It's it's nice to hear of, you know, your coping mechanisms, and, you know, you never know if that might help someone else, right? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I want to do some questions on my Patreon. I allow them to send in some questions. So I picked three out for you. Sounds good. First question is as someone that suffers from mental health and body issues, what is some advice you would give to ladies that are being shamed for how they look?
1: Um, I think that my biggest advice, especially for young ladies that are, going through this particular thing, because like I said, I've gone through it since I was 17 Mm -hmm. is to do your best to, and I know it's easier said than done. Just understand that these people that are shaming you, um, for whatever reason, they, they themselves are going through something and they are not happy with who they are. And try your best to not let the ugly things that they're saying to you uh, affect who you are as a person. Because I believe that, like I said before, I love, I just love people. And I think what makes us as human beings so special is that we are all individually so different and you should accept who you are and love yourself. And, The best thing you could do is just remind yourself that maybe they're going through something and just do your best to be the healthiest, happiest you. And don't necessarily try not to focus on the negative. Um, Try to focus on the positive. And if there's any way to eliminate the negative things from your life, whether it is muting uh, somebody's posts or you know, whatever whatever that is, like make these steps happen so that you could make things a little easier for you, and it'll help you a little bit more mentally. It has for me. So
0: beautifully said. Shoot, I was going to highlight it on something you just said there. Sorry, Jess. I was it's okay, <laughs> but then I like I like was really listening to your voice.
1: I just got <laughs> lost in it. Sorry, I'm such a loser.
0: <laughs> no, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Maybe it'll come back to me after, um, the second question. Do you have a favorite outfit or accessory that makes you feel amazing? I love that question.
1: I love that question. Mm-hmm. Um, there is actually a vintage AFI t-shirt that I bought off of a secondhand uh, website type. It's like, it's, it's like Poshmark, but it's different, but Uh, It's a different type of app, but they, you know, people resell their clothes or whatever. But I found this like kind of oversized vintage AFI t-shirt that the girl kind of like cut up and made look really cute. And I bought that. um, And it's like my favorite shirt to wear when I'm home. And like, I have uh, two different pairs of leggings that I wear that are from a, a place called Do You Even. It just—I feel really good. It like I feel like it holds everything in, I guess. But like, actually, I like to wear that shirt with those leggings. Um, and then, like, honestly, like my favorite thing to wear is my hair extensions. When I <laughs> I do like uh, new hair extensions before every set of TV tapings. Do you? Re-
0: and, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, I do Whoa. my own,
1: especially since COVID. Um, I've had to kind of learn to do my own cause I didn't know like what was safe to do because the guidelines changed so many times. And like, <laughs> so imagine that, but like, <laughs> I, I, um, the type of extensions that I use now are called micro, uh, micro bead, but, uh, I actually watched countless YouTube tutorials and I, make them myself. And then I put them in myself and I've, I'm getting pretty good at it, but I have to say that, like that oversized AFI t-shirt and those leggings. And then when I got my hair extensions in, Mm -hmm. I feel pretty fucking cool. Awesome. (laughs) That was a little, probably a little more in depth than it needed to be, but
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. So then how long do you keep your extensions in for?
2: Um, Do you like take I them out?
1: Always keep them in for as long as I can until they start to irritate me, but with with me being a wrestler and then us, you know, like I have multiple matches usually at taping, sometimes mm-hmm. a couple in one day. Um I feel like obviously like if you're not a wrestler like, and your hair's not getting all tussled around all the time and then teased in the hair and makeup chair, like the hair extensions could last two to three months, but I actually change mine every three to four weeks, depending on when tapings are.
2: Wow. Um,
1: But with this new technique that I'm using with these extensions, I feel like I'll be able to keep them in for longer. Um, Damn. Yeah, so I'm I'm st- it's still a process and I I also dye my own extensions. I've been dyeing my own hair since middle school though. Mm-hmm. So like I've always I love hair dye.
0: <laughs> hey, that was one of our conversations in Chicago that I remembered. Yeah. I asked you I uh, <laughs> I'm such a nerd. But like what's your favorite most favorite color that you had in your hair?
1: So I really really like the um I'm doing like a dark orange into like a light orange ombre. So it's like a fire mm, ombre. Yeah. But I think my absolute favorite that I've had so far is uh like this blue color. It, yeah. It's
0: like a, I don't know, like just, was it the blue? Cause I think you had that blue in Chicago. Yeah. I think you had that blue. Yeah. I and love it was that like, blue.
1: yeah. Like I feel like blue, like cool colors in general look really, mm-hmm. really good, um, against pale skin
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I am very pale. So, <laughs> but, um, I like, and I also love, I'm not partial to that lime green, like that toxic yeah. waste green.
0: Ooh, I love mm-hmm. it. But,
1: but lately it's been orange.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. You mentioned the type of day that that person could be going through. Yes with me, if someone is being crusty, I always give them the benefit of the doubt. So I'll be nice back, you know, but it's like, it's kind of like, this is your one and only chance. And if they oh, come absolutely. at me again, the second time, the same way, the same attitude, then like, no, like I, I put them in that place. What are yes. your, what are your thoughts on that? Is it like, you should just kind of like, give it another try and then well. Like, times think, a charm type of thing.
1: Yeah, I could, I could definitely agree with that because I've actually had to be like that, um, on my live Twitch streams with certain people in the chat, like, uh, you know, people would come in and, and like, we'd be having fun and people would come in and say something negative and bring the whole mood down.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I would be like, okay, listen, like, um, like, I'm sorry. Like if you're having a bad day, um, and I actually have said this countless times to people like I, I, and so I agree with you on this, but like, I, I would just be like, I understand if you're having a bad day and I'm so sorry, but tonight we're, you know, we're just hanging out and we're going to chill a little bit. And if you could just keep it positive, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if, if they kept on with their shit, they would get timed out. And it, like when you time someone out, they're timed out for 10 minutes. They can't speak they can't do anything, you know, whatever. and, and on on twitch anyway i only give them two chances because mm-hmm. i've because it is so ridiculous how quickly someone can bring the mood down in a chat
2: yeah
1: and and i try to use my twitch channel as a uh, kind of like a, a another little escape for people who want to just not think about the news or politics or pandemic or their depressing day at work or you know, whatever they can come in and watch me rage out on video games and have fun conversations and watch wrestling matches. And, yeah, you know, and so I, I can't have, I can't have people do that, but I would say definitely the street, the three strike rule is definitely mm-hmm. the way to go. Cause I think it shows that you're being more than fair. And mm-hmm. if they've literally used those few opportunities they had to turn it around with you Mm -hmm. to choose to
0: continue to be negative, then they they're not worth it. It's not worth the time. Exactly. And um, since we're talking about Twitch as well, when I was doing playback, the Twitch show for impact, there were probably just like a handful of times, all different times where someone would come in and be like, oh who is this girl and like start talking crap and stuff right and, like our show was to watch old tna impact uh shows and talk about it right and so there'd be like you know newbies coming in and be like oh these two just can't shut up i just want to watch you know i just want to watch this match right i would just call them out like i read every single comment right not only oh, because I like-, like i want Obviously, I want everyone to feel included and, you know, you're there to chat with everybody. Exactly. But like I call them out and pretty much like 100% of the time, I'd say they, their reaction would be like, oh, I, I didn't expect you to like respond. To, to, or- yeah, to respond. Oh, I didn't really realize this was live or like <laughs> if that, if that was like their excuse or whatever, but it shut them up. It shut right. them up. Yeah. And you know what that's what people need. And that's why I only give just that one last chance. You only have one chance. Right. One chance to be kind. You know what I mean? Yes. Is that sometimes people need to be put in their place because yep. maybe they don't have that in their life. And
1: I agree with that. Like, and it most certainly is like if hey, if you're gonna be able to say whatever you want to that person, don't be surprised if you get called out.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, one last question. What is something that will brighten your mood no matter how bad of a day you're having?
1: I will have to say that it is my dog charlie oh. and and uh I, we have two kitty cats. like I could literally be having the worst day ever, and mm-hmm. all they have to do is just appear and I'm just like, Aw. oh, <laughs> they're so cute and like i I'll tell you what when when I was going through that little depressing spell with after you know that WWE stuff Mm -hmm. I truly believe that my dog alone got me through that he was on my lap licking my tears just didn't leave my side and he's staring at me right now wagging his tail but um but like I I really really do go above and beyond for our pets and Mm -hmm. i i just because i'm the type of person and i'm like they're like they're here for us to spoil and obviously like and i i'm just a huge pet person anyway but and i was a vet tech for several years what when i first started wrestling so it's like kind of like in my blood i guess i don't know Yeah. but um like one question that we always get asked by our friends whenever they come over and meet our pets is they're they're always like how are your pets just so cool? Like, cause I could swear that my dog knows English and knows everything I'm saying. Like (laughs) it's crazy. Like I, I feel like he's so smart, but I, I just think it's important. And I know this sounds so, so silly, but I know there's lots of people who love pets and stuff, but like, Mm -hmm. I, I just think it's important just to make a big deal out of them to them. Yeah. And like, every morning like when Charlie comes downstairs we are all like Charlie it'll we'll like jump around and dance around and he's all excited Aww. and he'll like hop around and like it's like he's dancing with us and like we do the same thing for our cats and the, like I don't know I just it, it but they always want to be around us
2: yeah like
1: you know so I just I don't know they make me happy and I feel like we make them happy
0: <laughs> well you just basically treat them like you know they're your kids right
1: yeah so it's yes. just it's love until we have one and then yeah. Charlie's gonna be <laughs> jealous because we do plan we do plan on having one so <gasps> really yes yes I'm like I've always wanted at least one kid and I know Sammy will be an amazing dad
2: oh so I'm excited.
0: <laughs> I'm excited for you guys
1: I don't I think I've that. ever talked about that on a podcast yet <laughs> oh my yet, goodness so. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hello. Hello. Uh,
2: so oh. funny.
1: I, I know that you're a fan of Sue Young, so I will have to <laughs> uh I have to show you. I'm gonna have to go find it and hopefully maybe she still has it. But a few years ago, um she sent me a GIF and she's like, Come get your son, and it, it was a really funny. A uh, little like short video of this cute little boy running through the yard with a knife um, oh my God. but I know but it's like it's hilarious because the lady's like filming the yard and she's like like it's there's normal. like a yeah just like an adult <laughs> there's like a party like there's like I, I saw a beer pong table but like they had a nice pool in the backyard and then you see this cute little boy running with something <laughs> in his hand and the girl filming him is like it's his mom, I think. She's like, "What do you have?" And he's so <laughs> proud. He he's keeps running past her, and he goes, "A knife!" And he holds a oh knife my up. Oh my gosh! And he keeps running, and she's like, "No!" And oh. the video ends. But I, she's like, "Come get your kid!" And I was like, "Oh my god, that would be our little death machine." Oh. But, but I have to find that gift now so I can send it to you. You will crack up.
0: Oh my gosh! I have to see it. Uh, so funny. Okay. One last game. I love to end my podcast with this game. It Uh is my survivor series game. Oh, so because you are into video games, choose Uh four other video game characters you'd want on your squad with you. Oh, I love this. Okay.
1: So first and foremost, Leon S. Kennedy from Resident Evil 2 Mm -hmm. and 4 and 6 and I'm trying to think of all the titles he was in. Leon S. Kennedy, he's my favorite character and he was like my ultimate nerd crush when I was younger. Still kind of think he's hot, (laughs) but whatever. Not a big deal. Um, (laughs) uh, So Leon Kennedy, um, Nathan Drake from Uncharted because he's like super acrobatic and could probably get up high places if we needed and then uh let's see i right now i'm naming all i'm telling sammy naming all four video game characters that would be in my squad so so far leon and nathan drake uh i think definitely Lara croft because she and i go way back to my name. <laughs> um like i've played her game since like 96 oh so, wow i'm not picking hitman sammy that's your choice um and let's see can i just pick batman because i love him and he's in video games yeah of yeah of course it's it's like
0: yeah it's three hot dudes and a hot chick <laughs> and thanks for explaining because like i kind of know the games but like yeah. don't really so yeah it helped <laughs> yeah i'm um, like oh I, I hope she doesn't like ask me about like video games oh no no I- um I- <laughs> I mean,
1: I'm, I obviously could talk about video games forever, but, um, I never know like who else is into video games too. (laughs) Cause Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 34 and, uh, one of my, one of my incomes is I literally, I make decent money playing video games on Twitch Mm -hmm. and I will once in a while get someone in my chat like, aren't you a little old to be playing video games? And I'm like, fuck you. Who are you? (laughs) Like. Don't even start with me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah. So no, but uh, you could ask me all the video game questions. I don't even care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, just, I want to thank you so, so, so freaking much for coming on. I Loved chatting with you. I loved hearing about your stories. I loved learning about you. Can you tell everyone where they can find your Instagram, your Twitch, or any other things that you're on? Yes. So uh, as I said before, I
1: stream on Twitch almost daily, unless I have to go on the road for impact. So I stream daily on twitch.tv slash Jessica Havoc, spelled J E S S I C K A H A V O K. I also uh, am on Instagram at Havoc Death Machine. And my Twitter is at fear havoc, although you won't be hearing much from me on there. <laughs> um, and I also, uh, do have a Patreon as well, where I post photo shoots, blogs, um, like, uh, do it yourself arts and crafts for when I make my own entrance jackets. That's so cool. I'm actually working on a jacket right now that I started on my live stream yesterday. So oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, just like random stuff like that. Like there's a lot of just positive stuff and like, just like behind the scenes things. But my Patreon is patreon.com slash Jessica
0: Havoc. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks, Jess. Thank Um, you. Of course. I'd like to remind everyone to check in with those around you. Um, Whatever you're feeling, just know that those emotions are valid. And please, please express them because it is super important for your mental health. Yes.
1: You are not um, alone. Yes,
0: exactly. I want to thank Jessica again for coming on and sharing her stories and thank you guys for listening until then. See you next Tuesday.